Welcome back to Hey on Track Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about Hold the track Fra- Hello? That's my line. This is my show. What do you think you're doing? I think I just lost my job as lead host here. Ladies and gentlemen, back by popular demand, back by my demand, because, man, this job is tough. Brian, Kansas City, you're the captain again. Run the ship. All right. Nathan, hit it. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is known in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter, with both in both sexes. But we are a little bit biased. I am back by popular demand, your host Brian NKC. Uh, I might as well just point out, some people might have noticed my absence. Chris has been doing a good job. I've been doing a good job. I'd like to thank everyone for being a part of the podcast in recent months. Uh, happened to make a new addition to the family, uh, a baby boy, three months old, rocking his eagles, uh, onesies, growing out of them faster than I can buy them and get them shit from Germany. So, uh, you know, first world problems and all that. Luke Sanders, future central defender for the Eintracht, because the kid's already in the 90th percentile. This is probably more info than my spouse would care to, for me to disclose to the entire world. But the kiddo <laughs> is a unit. The kiddo will be a defender and hold the line. And he's going to be the next Marco Ross, if not one better. Because, you know, he's going to actually play for a national team. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm back, folks. Well, at least for this episode. Uh, kind of in and out. When you ha- when you start fatherhood, it can be a little dicey in those first couple months. And hey, once they once they hit that sweet spot, then it's uh, at least smoother sailing on a daily basis instead of run by the seat of your pants. Which I think, Chris, that you totally can concur on. You know what, Brian? I totally get it. Uh, it's exhausting. And I've been talking to you offline. It's it's everything, I'm sure it's everything I warned you about, but it's worth every second of it. Uh, we're so happy for for you and your wife and everything that, you know, your whole family and everything you guys have done the last few months uh, is fantastic. Um, you know, you mentioned the onesie situation. You know what we have? We have half pod onesies. Mm. We have half pod <laughs> onesies. And I am going to make sure... Um, that next week you get a shipment of half pod onesies so that there's nothing else your kid needs to wear. I mean, besides, you know, the, the game day attire for the club, but I want you to say, Hey spouse, I got this great collection of clothes here. You're not going to have to worry about this or that. I got everything Luke needs going forward right here. And then I want to make sure I get a picture well, of her reaction. <laughs> that might that will go one or two directions i'll toss a coin to sit to and think and pray that it's one as opposed to the other <laughs> as he does really like his magnetic mies just saying but in case anyone's curious uh yeah the hashtag what are we drinking has not left the pod so we'll have a little bit addition for that the eintracht men's team is currently 
um, taking part in their final uh, mid uh, Vinta Pau's uh, Mark One break. They went to Japan. The Frauen taking on Potsdam after well a bit of a shaky spell. I think Chris, you have more than a few things to say about that. And of course, we have a play a player exit that is coming. That's been practically made official at this standpoint. Um, we can wait for it to be made official, but we might as well just start, you know, guessing on how the Eintracht will um, make their changes. But Chris, in the time that I've been gone, the Eintracht have had a wonderful season and the men's side, and a wonderful season on the women's side. Both Eintracht currently in the top four of the Bundesliga at present time. Bundesliga is always fun to watch, so long as you skip match day one. Let's be real on that. <laughs> uh, and a top 16 finish, uh, uh, getting to the round of 16 for the Champions League, getting to the round of 16 for the Pokal. We're set. I mean, we're Granted, we still have only played 15 matches. If you take away that Bayern match, uh, a four, 14 matches, nearly averaging two points per match, I mean, that is that is the kind of territory that teams who consistently play in Europe and are top-end finishers in the Bundesliga have to play in Europe for the next season. That's how you get it done, and how we've always been driven mad by this club because you'll play, you know, the Diva. It's hard to kill the Diva. You know, it is hard to kill her. Uh, she's always going to be there. It's always in the back of your mind. Uh, I'm a Lions fan, which is the American equivalent of the Diva uh, uh the diva that Frankfurt has to deal with, it's the exact same thing. But what you're seeing right here with this Frankfurt squad is is kind of acknowledgement of the past, but a recognition of, hey, we we also know how to win silverware. We also know how to do things the right way. So we're going to recognize that she exists, but we're not going to give her any more time of day. We're going to do it uh, our own way and create our own identity for this group of players. And so far, like it's working out. Yeah, it's, it's doing great. The diva is still in existence on both She's sides. She's never going away. I think, it, I don't think it can go away unless you basically have that perfect storm of season, kind of like Bruce Dortmund did in the 2010, 2011 season where they took the league by storm pretty much set uh, points record for the Bundesliga for a non-Bayern team to win the Bundesliga. It's still, I think, the largest points tally held by any team not called Bayern Munich. And yeah, yeah it's uh, if we're ever to win the Bundesliga title, I think that it's going to have to be when Bayern shit themselves. And I think that is not only happening now, but it's going to be happening more frequently in the future because of things that are occurring because of a certain World Cup held in Qatar that is currently ongoing right now, of which Croatia just defeated Brazil in penalties, to give you an idea of where we are at in terms of recording time. So let's stick to what has happened and transpired on the pitch for the Eintracht in the most recent month. So, uh, as I mentioned, Eintracht Frankfurt taking on a tour of Asia. Long, 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 long overdue 
because one, we've had like one of Japan's greatest ever players on our books in Makoto Hasebe and a player who participated in the World Cup team uh, in Daichi Kamada. In normal circumstances, this would because a World Cup would actually be held during the summer, not you know, in the European and not in the winter of the northern hemisphere, because obviously uh, it's different in the southern hemisphere. Like it's just thrown off the entire calendar. As I mentioned, Dontrex only faced uh, uh, played in 15 matches in the Bundesliga. And normally I would have like squawked about Kamada and Hasebe both not being able to participate in this. But this is a long overdue tour of Asia. Borussia Dortmund also did one. Bayern Munich's chief executives have long been commenting on, hey, why is it that we seem to be the ones almost always touring in Europe? Well, hey, guess what? Eintracht and Dortmund see themselves as bigger fish and uh, are doing exactly just that in touring different parts of the country. You've also had, outside of Eintracht spheres, you know, a friendly between Kuhn and uh, Stuttgart occur. You had um, what, uh, Hamburg even went out to Los Angeles. You're having clubs take part in these tours, but Chris, now we've had a couple of moments of the Eintracht in North America, but this tour to Asia was so long overdue. You just kind of got to wonder, it's like, what was the holdup in terms of the team going out there, considering the rich history that Eintracht does have with Asian players on our books? Yeah. Um, you know, there was this little pandemic thing that got in the way for a couple of years. <laughs> I think that probably had something to do with it. Um, but Makoto Asebe, as much as he is a legend here in Frankfurt and, you know, his overall uh, career in the Bundesliga, what he did for the Japanese national team and being a part of them and in, uh, international appearances with for his country and bridging that gap. Um, some leagues more than others have had great popularity and great success in Asia, whether it's based on individual players or a systemic approach to it. Uh, that's for somebody with more knowledge than me, but you cannot undersell just how critical Makoto Asebe has been to the culture of this club's resurgence and being a, I mean, truly not just a center center back on the pitch, but a centerpiece in the locker room and leading through example. He, he's an ageless wonder and part of our success last year in, in winning silverware and our success this year so far in the league is due to this guy who just refuses to age, refuses to grow out of the game. And, you know, there there would be no on-track Japan uh, Twitter feed without Makoto Asebe. That's just, that's how popular he is. He deserves his own social media feeds. Um, and, and, of course, Daichi Kamada is a young Budding star for Japan is one thing um, that's worthy of note, but let's be honest, that exists because of Makoto Hasebe and his popular nature here. I'm sorry, here is in the Bundesliga and back home in Japan. So the Asian tour is absolutely something that I hope becomes a staple. I want Eintracht Frankfurt to be a global brand, Asia, Africa, Europe. North America, South America. I want it to be a global brand, um, but it's great that they're acknowledging the people 
that have made the brand successful in different parts of the world and most recently in, in Japan. Yeah, I definitely think that the Eintracht will need to not just hit up Japan, but needs to hit up uh, other parts of Asia as well. It's part of growing what the Bundesliga is, because there's a lot of people right now who are not happy with what how the leadership post Christian Seifert has been of the DFL. The DFL organizes the top two divisions of the German soccer pyramid or foosball pyramid. Uh, I don't know what the word for pyramid is, so... Yeah, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, not knowing that, but long overdue. We're glad that they finally did take part in this, but um, it is quite annoying that the club waited until now. And you know how much attention was the Eintracht able to garner when Japan was about to enter the World Cup, a World Cup that they made the knockout phase for the first time in what seems like since I think the O two. Uh, World Cup where they co-hosted with South Korea. That being another country that I think that Eintracht should take advantage of. Have they played a one-off friendly against Wolfsburg in absolutely empty stadium in China? Yes, they have. That was, I thought, quite a bit of a sham. I think that they need to hit up all all the Bundesliga big wigs, the ones that the 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 flipping big names, the brand, the Bundesliga brand names and we know who they are it's Bayern it's Eintracht it is Dortmund it is well you know Schalke it's Code it's Gladbach it's definitely not Mainz it's Stuttgart <laughs> <laughs> it's Bremen it's Hamburg it's those clubs who need to be the ones who are like all right we gotta you know pull up our balls and just get out there you know and you know sure you have to these are clubs that are mentioning that adhere you know for the most uh to 50 plus one okay so Stuttgart's got Mercedes uh sniffing around you got Bruce Dortmund on the stock exchange and Bayern who's got what like multiple companies who've got like five eight percent who get involved with the uh ownership but still adhere to 50 plus one to where the core values are um but it's the brand names of the Bundesliga that need to be the ones leading the charge so that you're, I mean, nothing against Wolfsburg, but all they can do is just pop in where there's a Volkswagen uh, flipping uh, a factory in the region, and then they can get some, uh, you know, some ground swelling. Union Berlin is one that has been growing leaps and bounds because of the club culture that they have, just like a St. Pauli in Hamburg, but is one that has been able to do that whilst succeeding at a Bundesliga level and even making a one Pokal uh, final in uh, I think they were in the semifinals uh, last year, so that's two appearances in at least the semifinals in the course of two decades, so that's a pretty good deal. You know, it needs to be the big clubs that kind of lead the way, the big clubs that do stuff, and, you know, the fact that there's so many clubs that went out and, di and played in friendlies here, there, and everywhere, as I mentioned, that's at least a start of something, but you got to see it, you know, go even further than that. I mean, Powderborn was in the United States for what, like a two matches I've, uh, up in the, I forget where the hell it was. I just remember that they, they came to the United States. St. Pauli has come to Detroit before. You need yes. the clubs that will get on the radar of folks, the ones that people will know of to kind of pick, pick up the Bundesliga to let it grow in the areas where it needs to experience growth. Because if there's one thing that the Bundesliga sucks at, 
is that promoting itself outside of Germany, it just seems like unless you're Bayern or unless you're Dortmund of recent decades, it's really hard for the Bundesliga to make any inroads. And we're we're happy to be able to be a mouthpiece of sorts. But then again, we're being found by fellow Eintracht fans who are already there. It's you know, finding the people who are interested in the game, who then latch on to the excitement that a Bundesliga club brings, the uniqueness that they bring to the table in their 50 plus one ownership model, which, you know, maybe in question at times, but still lends to a real connection with its community that is hard to find anywhere else, especially in the United States where we live, where franchise ownership literally changes hands like people change their underwear. Uh, you know, I think that we can't underestimate the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic because I thought we right before in 17, 18, 19, we were starting to see more than the usual brands start to make their appearances in global tours. Um, maybe not as much as we would hope uh, for our traditional 50 plus ones. But I think, you know, seeing for myself, St. Pauli coming here to Detroit and not just going into the typical uh, New York or L.A. markets, but going into, you know, the Midwest and, and the South and areas where not traditionally known to see those those teams going to. Um, we're going to start to see that again because the game is now more accessible than ever, than ever not just here in the U.S. with the ESPN Plus con contract. But globally, uh, it's easier to find the game in Africa and Asia and South Asia. So I think um, the ability to grow the brand in a place where it was kind of before not easy to do it or not economically viable to do it. Now they can do a better job of evaluating the metrics of who's watching, where they're watching and figure out where those emerging markets uh, for the game are for the German game specifically because that's really what we're here to discuss. I'm so sick of Premier League tours and English tours, and if I never saw another one, I'd be happy as hell, because it's a boring brand of football. We want to see more of the German game that that attack-focused, um, offensive game that we play in Germany as good as anywhere else in the world. That's what people want, and specifically here in the U.S., that's what people love to see. And I... I brag about the Bundesliga nonstop when there's games on that are not even uh, on track Frankfurt. I'm promoting it. I'm pushing it to my friends. And it's really been appealing watching them on Saturday mornings uh, say, hey, who's playing in the Bundesliga today? Last week, we saw the great match with whomever, and we want more of that. So, yeah, I think yeah. we're going to get there. Coming out of the pandemic, you know, people are, are going to see the business sense in pushing the market globally again. Yeah, because, I mean, shucks. It was, what, six years ago that Mainz went out to Colorado to begin their 16-17 uh, uh, season and preparations out in the United States. Right. If they're going to do it, if Paderborn's going to do it, you know, those are clubs that don't have the kind of money that a Hoffenheim does because, you know, certain <laughs> certain guys are able to go past the 50-plus rule because they've actually done the whole what, like two and a half decades worth of just mindlessly pumping in money, of which who knows what Hoffenheim will look when the Dietmar Hop passes away. Then you got your, we want to see your Augsburgs. Well, 
maybe so long as they got Ricardo Pepe at the very least, you know, you need the other big teams to all step up and make contributions because how else are you going to grow your own self? Because you already have the fans in Germany. That sounds crazy. Let's, I mean, I know. Yeah, we've waffled on enough about the Eintracht and how things are going with uh, the Bundesliga, but let's go to the Frauen, uh, Chris. Unless you want to go to hashtag what are we drinking because you have a thirst. We're going to hashtag what are we drinking first because, you know, the Frauen have <laughs> left a little bit of a bitter taste in the mouth recently. It hasn't been as enjoyable as I think some of us thought it would be. So let's go to a topic that I'm more of an expert on than anything football. And that is alcohol. What do you say? All right, let's go. Cool. So today I am finishing off the last of the fall flavors before I truly get into the winter mix. Uh, my favorite brewery here in Detroit, Brewery Faison. Uh, Paul and Rachel. Not Strohs. Fand- no, Strohs. <laughs> that's some garbage sold off. But Brewery Faison in uh, the River uh, uh, Island View neighborhood, one of my favorite areas. The Oktoberfest lager, it's it's pretty strong for an Oktoberfest at 7.1, uh, but they their specialty is all like Belgian flavors and that Belgian and uh, Northern European style. So they're one of my favorites. Uh, the Oktoberfest is excellent. I can't wait to break into my Christmas batch a little early. I bought my own Christmas present, mm. and I feel like if I bought it for myself, I can break in early, right? Yeah, yeah, especially if it's a beer advent calendar, like uh, uh, my entry is going to be today. You know what? I'm jealous. Tell me what you got. All right, I have a Fuskal Pils, a uh, wonderful German Pilsner. Uh, this is part of Costco's. Uh, yes, I am a member of Costco for uh, what it is. Make fun of me as you will. But uh, I'm going to try this guy out. So, listen. Mmm. A live review. This is cool. Good, crisp, clear. Definitely, definitely worth a go. First, Carl Pills. Give me like so a one to ten. Your, I would put it at a eight and a half. Ooh, solid. All right. So this is a microbrewery out of Ellingen and uh, Bavaria. Good place for there beer. Yeah. Schloss Brauerei Ellingen. All right. There you go. Yeah, some good, some good stuff. So, let's get into the Frauen, the ones who put the bitter taste in your mouth that made you think that it was old Milwaukee and that bitter beer face. <laughs> so, <laughs> the Frauen, we're in the Pokal. Something that I really was trumpeting and saying, look, finishing top three is great, but you need to make further steps. Get yourself back to the Pokal finale. Win the Pokal finale. Beat Bayern, beat Wolfsburg in the midst to keep yourself in that top three running. You know, if you get anything better than third, all kudos towards you. No, we faced off against second division Leipzig. Yes. Guess who runs that one? Same little fuckers who are in the Bundesliga. There's your expedite tag right there. Currently leading the second division. And a two-to-one win uh, has dumped the Eagles out of that. So I'm a little bit sour in the mouth on the frown right now bouncing around a 16 of the pokal not making it to the second round of qualifying for the champions league which 
feel a little butthurt about that, you know, but I'll look, I'll get over it eventually. But the thing is, if it wasn't for the Frauen still kicking ass, taking names in the Bundesliga, minus a most recent lost Wolfsburg that was embarrassing. I'm just saying it, Chris. It was embarrassing. Five nil lost to Wolfsburg. <sighs> Hey, look, Wolfsburg got to play it at the uh, the Volkswagen Arena instead of their AOK Stadium. So there's at least you know more people watching uh, yeah. the Frauen Bundesliga. And this is just this is just overall just good things for uh, the Frauen Bundesliga. Wall. So you have Bayern playing at the Allianz Arena that had over twenty thousand there for their Champions League. You know Wolfsburg's been playing at the Volkswagen Arena for I think uh, at least one Champions League game, and then this game most recently against Eintracht. And we've played at the we're planning for European matches all to be played at the Deutsche Bank Park, the Waldstadion. I mean, the le- the Frauen Bundesliga is growing leaps and bounds beyond what they already are, but it is uh, just it just makes you scratch your head and wonder what the heck Eintracht was doing. But then again, so is the opposition that Eintracht is up against this week. You know, Brian, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it this way: uh, looking at the events of the last few weeks, it so <sighs> dismissing the unexcusable lost to a second division team in a round of 16 of a pokal that, you know, we expect that from the men's side. Cause there's that fucking diva over their head. Uh, but on the women's side, this is supposed to be the year of rounding everything into form and, mm-hmm. you know, proving that we belong here. And then not only do you follow up that loss or the, the loss to tin can Leipzig, uh, you know, you go out, get a 1-0 loss in extra time against Leverkusen, who should beat handedly. Um, just, it's this, I can't use the word roller coaster. I use that for the men's side of things. It's a constant unknown. And when are we getting to that next step? And, you know, personally, living here in the States, um, I woke everybody up in my parents' household for the 7 a.m. match against Wolfsburg and I'm talking shit and I'm firing up TVs and logging into websites and getting everybody riled up way before the sun comes up. And then within the first five minutes, I was like, Oh my God, there's no fight here. There's Crash. nothing. Um, that first goal in, in five minutes in just kind of set the tune uh, for the whole match, set the tone and the tune never changed. If I'm going to, no, we can go on with the tune that works. I, I mean, it, it just, Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Uh, I know we're still young. We're still developing. And you're seeing talent develop as slow as it may be. These are ones where if you lose two to one, if you lose three to two, if you put in some effort, put in some fight, I got it. That's the growing pains because Wolfsburg has been the gold standard in Germany. Uh, Bayern's tried to fight them. And has already made it to the knockout phase four matches through, and the group phase has already made it, the first club, to the knockout rounds. That shows how much dominant that they are at what they're doing. You know, I know Nico's plan for developing this roster is kind of a a long-term vision, and I still think we're in the fight for Europe for next year, for uh, developing back into that FFSA perennial contender status. Um, but it's not reassuring when you see things like a five zero defeat. Um, you know, I'm the same guy that kind of wrote off 
the men's side when we got blown out in week one against Bayern. So it all may be for nothing. Um, <laughs> but I just, I don't believe that this team has the, that killer instinct. I love Laura Fragging. She's by far our biggest threat up front. Um, but I'm not seeing whether it's fire singer or um, Barbara Dunst, or there's nobody who's saying I'm the person that can take this match over. that can uh, take the ball and you're not going to take it away from me. Or if you try to take it from me, I'm going to shove your face into the ground. And I mean, I mean, there's no person on this squad who says I'm in charge of this match. And that's concerning to me because you know, you're on the road against a clearly better team, you're not supposed to win. But you are supposed to show up and fight and show that growth. And they did not do that against Wolfsburg. Uh, it took till the 90 plus three or four against Leverkusen to eke out a 1-0 win at home, no less. So we got a matchup this weekend against Potsdam uh, today. Who's, uh, it, who's it started uh, just one minute a ago. Mess. <laughs> who's a um, mess? One yeah. point from nine matches. This is not what you expect from one of the traditions varens when it comes to the female yeah. female game. So Potsdam was the one that we were fighting for Champions League access at the end of last year. And we fought them off really well. We had a head-to-head late that helped us out. Um, but really what you're seeing right now is we're a team of desperation because the goal all along was qualify for Champions League through league play. The way to do that is position one, position two, maybe position three, but then you got to qualify further like we failed to do against Ajax. So I guess the point where I'm at right now is we're home against Potsdam. There's nothing, Mm -hmm. no excuse for anything less than three points. And by the time people listen to this, the match will be over. If you hear about it and that Eintracht took anything other than three points in convincing fashion, then it's time to start asking questions. Yes, we're better than the mid-table team we've been the last couple of years in developing young players, developing these women into what we think can be competitive. But if there's not three points here, the next two months, so we got four days short of two months before the next match, there's going to be a lot of questions out there. I totally agree on that. Ladies, we have faith in you, but... We hope that it is not ill-placed. Well, one player that we always thought hit faith in him was ill-placed, sadly, is going to be leaving. Evan and Dika, all, we're seeing so much traffic via uh, bloggers who actually follow Arsenal on a regular basis. So it looks like he will be following many Frenchmen's traditions in uh, a French player playing for Arsenal London out of North London, who we defeated in European competition before. So I guess it's now time for us to find someone to uh, pop up and take over his place. Got any suggestions? Um, I'll be honest. I don't have any names specifically. I'm kind of frustrated we let it get to this point because I feel like the indication was there that he wasn't going to resign. Mm-hmm. If it didn't happen over the summer, why were we not pushing to get something, anything more than nothing? Uh, it, it, to me, looks like, I, I don't know, 
because I'm not in the know. I don't talk to the people that know. I don't pretend to follow transfer news on Twitter so much. But with Ben Manga leaving and some turnover on the front side of the house, maybe people were unattentive. Maybe we're caught off guard by this, thinking he would resign. You know, people that I trust, guys like Nathan and others, have said Indica's gone. So why were we not unloading for something rather than nothing? It's a good question. And whilst I'd love uh, CONCACAF uh, neighborhood country uh, guy to be, you know, the next guy up for the Eintracht, um, you're just Smolchich. You better be ready, dude, because this is coming hot and fast. And like one thing that Eintracht has not shown that they are able to do is promote from within, maybe with the second division, maybe with a reserve team that is top of the table in the Hessian Liga. Maybe we'll be seeing uh, them in the regional Liga and possibly pop in a guy through from there. Because if Freiburg's able to do it and just do it so well with a team that now is, you know, mid-table Dritte Liga team, and they're promoting from within, if they're able to do it. And look, they're doing it on such modest terms that if they pumped, now that they are in a chance to continue in the Europa League can and possibly even make the Champions League, you just got to wonder, it's like, okay, well, we can do a little bit of Freiburg, but we can also, you know, do smart recruiting. I'd, I'd really love it if one from our shores does get signed, but I also got to realize that uh, there was no breakout star that was coming from our shores. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, and uh, unless Tuta's got a buddy playing in the Brazilian top division whose uh, contract is about to expire, you know, who would be like, you know what, I'm ready for a chance in Germany, uh, in Europe, then let's take a run at him. Otherwise, I'll leave it to our scouting department to find a guy. But with, like you said, Ben Magna uh, leaving for. A chance for a real promotion in terms of job. Don't fault him at all. Yeah, it, uh, It's going to be no, a wait and see. And, I trust uh, the board. Yeah. I, I really do trust the board in this situation. Um, but, you know, that's the problem with being fans. We're not privy to what's going on behind the scenes. There's more going on than we're aware of. And they, I'm sure they had every indication that we were going to lose Indica. The question that we want to know is what's coming next. Because we all wanted to see... Yep. We, want, we all wanted to see the, the back line beefed up in this transfer window. And now I think it's more apparent than ever. The offense is fine. The midfield is fine. We have got to see full investment in the back line in this transfer window coming up. 100% because that is we, – we've been talking about this for a minute. And that's where we actually, folks, will end it on this discussion here at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt uh, is the defense – is the thing of the future that we need to get figured out. And the the clock is ticking. We've only got so much time to scratch our heads and uh, wonder the what-ifs of the world. So yeah. that being said, going to wrap it up for this episode of Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt. Chris, it was fun to be back in the driver's seat and not have to do one of these kind of like, hey, here's an instant response to this that's been going on uh it's nice to be back in the driver's seat even if it is just for this episode for this moment as being a father you're got you kind of run to the beat of a different drum <laughs> and uh 
just got to see what uh, the future holds for me. You know what? We're, we're happy to have you back. Personally, I hope you're back more frequently. It is exhausting trying to, I, <laughs> I, I, I can, I can never match your level of knowledge and depth on fifth division Belgian defenders. So for that, I'm truly, I'm glad to have you back at least for a moment and uh, hopefully more often going forward. Well, I can say this much, at least with instant reactions and some of our uh, Instagram live posts, and some of our uh, Twitter live posts. Don't think that I'm just going to be, you know, unseen. I'm, I'm here. I'm around. And we also have an uh, HEF pod collaboration, live collaboration that we will be announcing in the upcoming months. That's going to be killer that yeah. our listeners from around the globe, we highly suggest that you be a part of that. But more information to come. So, Chris, where can we find you in the social media landscape of the world? Peloton, Twitter, Instagram, Discord at C in the D three one three. And you can follow me on Twitter. That is at uh, KCSGE. The show Twitter handle is at HEF Pod. Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt can, is where you can find us on the Instagram. And of course, you can follow some of the other guys that are a part of our podcast. Uh, Nathan, our erstwhile eagle in st louis who is producer of the show he does a great job putting this thing all together he can be found at naja kwa you can also find roman at sf bay eagles and uh god matt's running the instagram i can't remember what the hell his twitter <laughs> handle is you know it's, it's something weird i always give him shit for it but on instagram yeah. we're at hey on track frankfurt um matt's own handles are complicated like our tax system. exactly i can't figure it out exactly oh yeah and facebook.com slash hef pod you got the, all the stuff there and if you happen to have a chance to go to hefpod.com fill out our form that shows where you watch the eintracht and we will start plugging where that occurs and uh you can meet up with fellow eagles that you didn't even know about in your own neighborhood so that all being said, I'd like to thank everyone for having to listen to this episode of the pod. We'll be back again uh, for more off-season news and information, especially with the Frowlin, uh getting up to their action. The World Cup technically is going on, but we kind of try to ignore it, especially when the United States is out of it from a selfish standpoint. Ha! Uh, from <laughs> Until next time, choose. It's definitely not mine's. Hey, I'm trying to find for a la 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 la